Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Staying at Home, episode number eight. Today with me, I have another musician, like in episode number seven. But this time we go to a more traditional type of music and to a fantastic human being with the name of Sergey Robinson or by artist named Junior Robinson. Mm -hmm. And I'm so privileged to have you on the show. I am very excited for the next hour and yeah Segre introduce yourself who are you and where are you from okay so uh, let me first say uh, it's also wonderful for me to be on here and to be able to just share with you on stage uh, I was gonna say on stage but yeah that's my performance in mind <laughs> in the virtual stage <laughs> yes that's true yeah um, my name is Junior Robinson Uh, I am from London, England, but right now residing in Denmark. I am a uh, gospel singer. Uh, I have been a gospel singer all my life, practically. And it's something that I, um, I just love. And that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> What do you love about gospel so much that you dedicate your whole life towards that type of music? First, uh, it's the feeling, uh, the emotion, um, and the faith. That's what. That's how it works for me. Can you uh, explain that a little bit more? So, gospel music, um, if if people are not aware uh, of the genre of music is a faith-based style of music talks about God talks about God sending his son to die on the cross for mankind and it talks about the joy and the happiness you can have when you know Christ or when you have Christ in your life. And so gospel music is, from most people's understanding or perspective, is very joyous music, very, as the term is, happy clappy. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, yeah, it, it always expresses um, that emotion of, of happiness and joy and freedom, if you want to use that term as well. It's, um, gospel music is generally associated with black singers, although in truth it's, it's, it's not really that, but, um, Uh, and, and I'll explain that more. It, it's definitely something that has been coined uh, by people in terms of how they um, how they want to describe a style of music that is very uh, African American mm -hmm. um, or or African. Um, that's that's the term that people would normally use, and so with that 
comes a certain type of perception which doesn't which which I'm not happy about actually because in truth gospel music is far bigger far wider far broader and most definitely more um, far reaching than we tend to assume it is. So that's basically what I love doing. That's what I love singing. It's not only what I sing, but in general, it is, it's what, it's my makeup in terms of how people generally know who I am uh, as a singer. What other types of music do you enjoy singing? Um, I sing all forms of what people class as black music, which is soul, jazz, R&B, blues. Most of all those styles of music I also sing. However, I will add gospel music has all those elements of music as well or genres of music so you know gospel music is all encompassing in terms of uh, styles and genres that people want to um, describe yeah but uh, gospel music covers all of that it's super interesting because I think most people when they hear gospel music they think Christmas time and mm. some random American gospel group is touring through <laughs> the churches hey. of, <laughs> of yes, the nation. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you're right. And you know what? Let me say that this that is a very European way of thinking. It's a very yeah. European perception. Very European. Um, because if you go to the States, then people won't see it like that. Yeah. If you go to the UK, a lot of people won't see it like that. Some will, but many people won't because they have seen how that music has, has developed, has grown. Uh, and if I can use the word has evolved actually. Um, and so They, um, yeah, they get to people of British people have gotten to see that there are now many different uh, forms of gospel music, um, or as I sometimes like to say, Christian music. I, I think when it when it comes to gospel music and you don't know much about it and all you know yeah it's like as you say happy clappy but yep. is the in the context have gospel writers always written this music with that that amount of positive energy because they were always happy and they're living such a great life or um was it more a way of wishing to be happy if if that makes sense yeah yeah it makes perfect sense and yes you could say it's it's it encompasses that too it most definitely is a message where they can express their joy and their happiness um you could say in real time 
sometimes it's not necessarily real time. It could be future as well. Um, but they do also, they can convey a message of, you know, joy is coming. I might not have joy now, but joy is coming. Yeah. Um, and, and it echoes, you know, because again, the description of gospel music is also based on, uh, America back in late 18, 1800s, yeah. uh, with slavery and, and so on. So it, it, gospel music echoes that, uh, that yearning of freedom that uh, slaves longed for. And so, you know, I, and I think this is part and parcel as to why it, it was coined as gospel music, because it's, it's, it's partly a yearning, a crying, an expression of crying out for freedom as well as expressing freedom yeah. and expressing, if I can use the term, deliverance. Hmm. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. There's a lot to that, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just trying to to think like about the first part, the first couple of months of the year 2020, and mm -hmm. all what you've been saying is probably what we need more <laughs> in our lives. Yeah, like in a way, like yes, we acknowledge we can't be as happy. Probably, probably as happy as we would be if we wouldn't have to face these, uh, this global health hazard, but also yeah. the economic outfall, which we will talk in a little bit about it. Um, yep. But yep. to like not be overwhelmed too much with the here and now and to reflect that there is something to look forward to and that there, the current situation, whatever one might go through is not a thing that will go on forever. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. And uh, yes. And that, that, yeah, that is in one sense, sums up gospel music. So for instance, there's a, f there's a phrase, a very well-known phrase. In fact, it's not even a phrase. It's actually a, a, a biblical scripture where it says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So night represents dark time, trouble time, uh, crazy time, not so good time. Yeah. But when the daytime comes, then there's that more, more so that, that there's that freedom. Uh, there's the, there's that freedom that can be expressed because all things are seen now. And, you know, and, and, and that's, that's kind of like the phrase that that's, that's a really big um, factor within gospel music. Yeah. It, it might not be great now, but it will be great in the end. Yeah. And and even greater. Usually when I look at your Facebook timeline, you're traveling to Poland, you're traveling mm -hmm. through the UK, you're mm -hmm. basically all across 
if not only Europe, but then also across the world uh, with yep. with your craft. And right now, yep. not so much. How did this whole lockdown events getting canceled and everything, how did that un unfold to you? Um, well, it was... I mean, no one, no one could ever have... I'm quite sure every musician will tell you this. No one could have ever envisioned this at all. Yeah. Um, and with, as with most musicians, they, their life evolves around um, mainly performances. Um, for some, they are um, doing various different jobs for various different artists. And sometimes their, their, their schedule is completely, for, for the whole year, is already filled. Yeah. Uh, for, 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 for some. For others, it might be that they have, it could be six months in advance, they know what they're doing. Um, and then others, sometimes like me, they only know this maybe a month in advance, sometimes two months in advance. Um, sometimes these things just come up on you unexpectedly, and, but you're free yeah. to, to do it, you know? Um, so yeah, it, it's, it has, it's hit every traveling session musician that there is. Yeah. Um, then you have the other side of musicians who might, they, they teach more. They, they might be in school more, uh, teaching students or they have their own private, uh, lessons with people. Um, They are a little bit more prepared or not, not even prepared, but equipped to be able to continue their work um, so that, you know, even in such a situation as this, their livelihood is not affected. Um, so, you know, um, and I would say that for me, Maybe if I had been a little bit more, uh, let's say if I was a little bit more attentive um, back then, and we're talking what, nearly a good, wow, you see, it's actually seven years ago, six years ago, seven even, where if I had... Uh, gone ahead and done the things that I was saying that I should do then, then I might be in a better position now to still continue to work. But I, I, I didn't pay too much attention on that uh, in terms of being online and being able to teach online. Um, I mean, now I teach actually, I do a lot, I do a lot of teaching, uh, which I'm very happy about. That's awesome. Uh, Yeah, but the teaching is that I go to places and I teach. Um, so this has been 
another good learning curve for me, whereby I now have to, uh, rather than me just going to places to teach, I need to establish, I need to establish something or a platform where people can come to me so I can teach them. So this is, this is one of the major things that, that I've, I've learned, uh, in, in this time of lockdown. Um, this is also, you know, as well as just trying to build up my, my CV in terms of, you know, what it is I can, I can teach people, you know? Um, so, so that's, that's what I'm working on at the moment. Um, and yeah, and just seeing, you know, the best way to approach it. Um, but, but more importantly, because I'm not, I'm, I'm really not someone who likes to jump on a bandwagon and just do what everybody else does. I always like to try and like podcasting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But podcasting is cool still because, because there's, 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 there's space for that, you know, there's space for that. And, and I think everyone has something to say, you know, um, so I think I think it's cool. It, it's really really cool. I'm 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 just saying that I'm I, for me it's just a matter of just trying to be original. Yeah, and I I think what what this shows so clearly is that no matter how good we are at whatever we do, in some areas of it we're still like first graders in a way. Like we still yeah. uh, we probably have heard yeah it would be great to do this and that. But we are so busy with our everyday lives, with our, mm -hmm. um, I don't know, just the usual stuff that we never really take a time out and reflect about what we want to do and how we can probably use the tools that we already have exactly. to excel in our art or in our craft that we do. Exactly. Exactly. You know, um, that's, that's, that's why, you know, you know, so funny and, and I don't want to digress from where, from what we're talking about, but you know, when I think of somebody who's been around pretty recent, but he's, his podcast is just huge. Yeah. He's named, um, Joe Rogan. If yeah. you've ever heard of him. Oprah for yeah. Man. Yeah. He's, <laughs> He's, 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 his uh, podcast has just become huge yeah. and apparently now he's just gotten a deal I think is it with Netflix or no with uh, Spotify that's right Spotify yeah I'm like thinking wow 100 million dollars oh lord <laughs> that's crazy the man deserves all the credit he gets um, yes, because what what I admire about people like Joe Rogan or any of these masters in in, in this category, you mm -hmm. know, he he has now I think close to a thousand five hundred episodes, right? Um, and sometimes he releases multiple episodes within a week, right? Plus he's touring, plus he's writing new.
comedy shows. Plus, he's um, uh, very dedicated to his uh, physical and mental well-being with working yes. out and everything. Yes. Plus, yes. he's a UFC commentator. Oh. Yep. So, so you know, he's he's actually well off already, right? Yeah, I, I would say so. Like after, uh, like after half of the stuff um, that he has done in his professional life, I think he, you would be well off for most most of the time of your life. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You know, and now this just adds to it. And it's like, my gosh, look at that. You know, but I, I take I take my hat off to him, man. He's he's done a fantastic job, yeah. absolutely fantastic job. So, yeah, 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 yeah. But but these are the things that I'm learning now. You know, I'm I'm, I'm watching and I'm observing. Um, you know, and I'm I'm even, you know, looking at all those different angles now, all those different avenues. Uh, I, I mean, seriously. Because I know that it's not necessarily a matter of now just to sit down and watch and switch on the TV to watch something on yeah. a TV channel. No, it's actually people are, more and more people are turning online and watching things online. And I mean, you know, you think about Netflix think about this that people will listen to yeah um and you and, and you think about you know all these visual podcasts it's, you know it's it, it it's not just what the, what this one is at the moment right and and i'm quite sure somewhere down the line you're gonna switch to where you're going to have a camera. Yeah, I mean, I have already all the tech here, like right. from like a, a 4K live, live streaming setup and green screen, which, you know, for live streaming, yeah. I think you you need not even half of the, the resolution of that. But mm. for, for me, the ro roadmap is clear. I want to be able to first keep a conversation focused <laughs> for one yes. hour before yes. um, I, I start venturing out into adding another layer, which is video. And what's the benefit right. of that? You know, because you also need to then have your guests visual, right. which would require me to say, hey, um, please have your camera set up and it needs to be synchronized and it needs to do this or you record it, record it on your computer in this and that file format. Mm. Um, and I, I have you ever he heard of the KISS principle? KISS principle? No. Keep it strictly simple. <laughs> now I have. Now you have. Not my not my original idea. Someone someone told me that, but um, I like to remember that because yeah. Same with any creative outlet. You know, you you, you gotta first know the basics, and then you can right. start. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, be, you first need to know the basics of the craft before you can start being an artist and start to break the rules and you know all of mm -hmm. that thing. Um, I I don't think that there's a single great artist out there that is not a craftsman that spent many, many hours on the basics. There is not a football player out there that right. is a great uh, 
uh, I don't know, is it called Striker? I don't know. I don't watch yeah, football. It's called, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Without not doing the standard situations over and right. over again. Yep, you're right. And I'm also trying to find the, the style and the tone of the show. Mm -hmm. um, this is basically learning by doing. And I'm, you know, listening to a lot of what feedback I get from the people and that listen to it. And, you know, while doing it, Like yeah. I like to look at the statistics that um, you get provided by Spotify and mm. only 20% of my audience are from my home country. Wow. I have yep. more listeners in Japan than I have in Switzerland, which is strange. <laughs> and because I don't even know anyone there. No. Um, so it's experiences that you only get while you're doing you know the the basics mm. and that brings me back to how you started um with with singing how how was it for you to not only start singing but to decide you want to do this professional can you walk me through a little bit through your yeah. path becoming yeah. the artist that you are today Yeah. Well, I was uh, fortunate enough to be born into a household that were where we were churchgoers. And, um, you know, if you go to um, how can I say if you go to any Caribbean church, for sure, I, I can say African church as well. But, you know, but. but You know, music is always plays a big part in in black churches um, in terms of it being very lively, you know, very joyous and uh, very expressive. You know, um, not much needs to happen uh, before you see people beginning to dance and to, you know, uh, and then to go all out with just, you know. Uh, expression um and uh, so I, I was raised in a church like this and so you could say from year dot you know music was always ringing in my ears um i come from a big family well big family is in there's six of us there was six of us uh, three girls three boys and um Uh, it just so happens that our father encouraged us three boys to sing together. Mm -hmm. um, and that's basically where it all started for us. Uh, for me, it, it started, uh, I was about three, four years of age. Um, and uh, yeah, we just started singing in church and um, doing it on a fairly regular basis. Um Uh, to the extent it was just it was just a part of our normal lives you know um it, for us it wasn't about uh doing a special performance it wasn't even that that's just what we did we just did that and you know and, and slowly but surely we were getting recognized and we would sometimes sing in other possibilities or with other churches and you know so it, it it just became a regular thing for us um and so it was really good really good really enjoyable um 
And I suppose for me, as as I grew older, um, me and my brothers, we, we sang less and less. Uh, but I kept singing in church and... And it got to a point where basically I, I came to realize, okay, yeah, we're not really singing much at all now. Uh, and I'm watching my brothers just doing what they're doing and, you know, just in join their life. And I said, okay, well, maybe I should just, yeah, stop singing too, you know? And I just heard there was a, just a clear voice that spoke to me and, and, and literally said, uh-uh, you continue singing you continue and i thought oh okay <laughs> well then <laughs> yeah literally literally that is how it was for me yeah that was just a clear case okay i better i'm going to continue then um and you know i hadn't sang in church for a long time and then i did that i must have been about what 12 12 years of age maybe 11 12 and sometimes i, I would sing in school yeah, uh, but that was so rare. But when I then, I remember I sang in uh, church and it had been a long time since I'd done any singing. And, you know, I'm observing, I'm an observant person. I'm just watching how people are kind of watching me, you know, and how some people are reacting. And, you know, I'm like confused. I'm like, okay, did they like that or or, or not? <laughs> And uh, and so for me, you know, but when I saw that, when I heard the applause afterwards and I thought, oh, they did enjoy that then. OK, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and so that was kind of like the 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 indicator that, OK, yeah, what you're doing is 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 definitely good. Um yeah, continue with that then. Continue as you mean to go on. And and that's basically what I did. Um, where it, it was obviously becoming much more recognizable from uh, church members uh, that, yes, I should continue. Um, and slowly but surely, I began singing further afield in other churches. And, um which then led me to being um, requested by a who by someone who's actually very well known uh, praise and worship leader in in London um, by the name of Noel Robinson. Uh, no relation, but <laughs> I was about to ask. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no relation whatsoever. But uh, we, we 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 were from the same church, not the same branch but he was from another part of London um, and uh, he approached me um, to sing in a group that he was forming so um, yeah I basically um, I agreed to it and so here I was a what a um, what was how old was I maybe about 14, I think 15 singing in this group with, you know, quite a few other singers, um, great singers too. And, uh, yeah, we just formed this group called, called Psalms and, and we did, yeah, we, we really managed to travel a lot, uh, do a lot of concerts and, and we, we, we just got recognized 
so so suddenly you know um and it was great it was such a wonderful experience but actually i did forget to to mention that even before that happened um i remember every year we would be at a a church gathering that happened once a year um and at this church gathering, they had what they called a teen talent. And I remember the same guy, Noah Robinson, he approached me and asked me if I would be interested to want to sing. And I said, oh, okay, yeah, I'll do that. So little did I know that it was kind of like, um, you know, voice kids, let's call it that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where there would be a winner. I did I did I didn't really have didn't know this, but so you had a various people coming up and singing and and uh yeah, and I remember when I went up and I sang. And uh, and you know, this was at in lunchtime, so I thought the majority of people were out. Um and at least that's what I recall when I was sitting down and listening to all the other singers. But I remember when I went up to sing and I turned to the audience and I saw it's like it was a full hall and I'm like thinking but it's lunchtime what are people doing here mm. yeah um, and I remember when I when I started singing and it's like whatever noise there was that ha- that was going on around completely came to a standstill it became as silent as anything it's like you could hear a pin drop <laughs> Right. And, you know, and I'm singing this song and, and obviously I'm focused on the song, but, I'm, you know, I'm still observing and I'm watching and I'm seeing how people are turning to each other and like saying, wow, wow, you know. And so after I finished singing this song, man, the applause was just crazy. I couldn't believe it. Um, and, you know, for sure, coming to the end of all of this and they said, OK, thank you very much. We're going to we're going to give you the announcement as to who we feel has has won. Um, and then later on, they made the announcement and I and I was just shocked that they mentioned my name. I, I, I just didn't expect it. Yeah. Um, but I remember one guy coming up to me and telling me, you know what, you've won it, you know. I'm saying, nah, surely not. Yeah, 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 don't worry, man. You've won it, man. You won it clearly. Yeah, and and sure enough, yeah, when they made the announcement and they and they mentioned my name, I was like, Wow, okay. But everyone was like cheering, saying, Yeah. <laughs> It, it, I tell you, it was it was weird. It was so weird, and you, you know, if you can imagine a twelve, thirteen year old boy, yeah, you know, uh, who's practically sang to uh, uh, a congregation of people that was nearing what four, five thousand people. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, yeah. and then uh, it, for me, it was just it was overwhelming. But that was probably the single most poignant time when I realized, okay, this is definitely what I'm supposed to do. Yeah. And so, uh, and then obviously, as I was, as I mentioned before, then I was approached by someone and he asked me if I could join a group and which, which I did. And, you know, and then from there on, you could say is history. Um, it was, it was such a big learning curve for me, a wonderful experience, you know, that you're not just singing in your own local church and you're not just singing in, uh, in London 
around other people who are from the same church as you and, you know, but now you're singing to, let's just say, the, the strangers, you know, uh, people you, you, you've never crossed the eyes on at all before. Yeah. And what do you enjoy? What do you enjoy more? Is it singing for people that you kind of sort of know, or is it more entertaining for you to see if you can win over a crowd that you've never seen before? I think it's the, for me, it's the latter. Um, I would, and, and I mean, I've always said this, I, I've, I would always sing, want to sing in a place where people don't know me because for sure within that, there's a challenge. Uh, but I think it, it also helps to, it helps you to see, you know, for yourself, how people respond to you it helps to to grow you to for you to learn how to become a better performer how to work with and how to uh how can i say it yeah how to work an audience it, it teaches you how to work an audience yeah. especially for an audience of strangers you know yeah because the feedback is instant right you you mess up the audience notices that there's right. no way of edit it there's no way right. of touching it out right um you instant get the feedback good or bad mm -hmm. and does is does this add another layer of nervousness to it or after so many years you get used to it and it's like super normal for you now for me now it's it's normal for sure i remember i do remember the first the first times the first experiences were were nerve-wracking um you know and you really had to learn how to keep your composure um you know but but within all of that it was always teaching me something valuable is teaching me how to uh how to understand how i should be in front of an audience it, it was it was always teaching me how i could how best to present something to to an audience yeah. you know and so it at the same time it was helping me to build my confidence but at the same but but it was also teaching me and showing me how to be able to you know win over a group of people who don't know you at all um and and that was that was the most valuable lessons for me you know um It was also, you know, because I would watch other artists, other, you know, more renowned artists, especially gospel artists from the States, uh, especially if they came to the UK and they did the, the concerts, I would observe, I would always watch them, watch how they connect with an audience of people and, you know, and how they just win them, win them over and, you know, and, and, uh, And, and how the audience just feel at ease with, with what it is they're sharing and what it is they're talking about and what it is they're singing about. And, you know, it, it, it was just incredible for me to watch that. And so I'm trying to apply that in the way that I am also uh, presenting songs and, and performing. So, you know, it was always a learning, a learning curve. But yeah, now I've gotten to the point where I'm certainly not nervous. I might get a little bit of butterflies, but mm -hmm. but I'm but I'm I'm not nervous. I'm definitely not nervous. Um, and I think 
when this happens, then you know you're you're doing what it is you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, that's how I that's how I always look at it. That's that's super interesting. So basically, you music was was part of your whole life, but yeah, um, you never were thinking as a kid. I want to be a professional singer one day. It more or less happened. Um, yeah. I don't want to say by accident, but let's say un unexpectedly. Right. That's right. Yeah. 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 I never, I never went out of my way to say I want to be a famous artist. Never, never had that mindset, but I was always quietly confident about what I was able to do. Um, and that's what I'm saying. Even when I, I made mention about school, you know, um, I, I, I remember that first year that I was in what we call, what we called then secondary school. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether that is what sixth or seventh grade now, what they call it, but high school, let's just call it high school. Um, and, um, you know, I used to live near a couple of guys who, were somewhat performing type people and you know um they weren't afraid to, to to sing out and the thing is i i wasn't afraid either but i just didn't want to you know try and make out to people that oh i'm a better singer than you i can sing better than you because because that was really what what the the discussion was about and i'm like thinking nah, nah i'm not even gonna i'm not even gonna entertain this you know i'm just gonna keep mm -hmm. quiet um and i did i, I kept quiet I, i just let these you know this other person do what they were doing and i thought okay great well done <laughs> um and this yeah. journey didn't uh didn't go to nowhere i saw when i was you know when we met first a lot mm -hmm. of years ago i don't even know how how long ago that was must be more than five years by now yes it was probably um, about where are we now yeah 2008 2009 it's probably around 2009 2010 i think yeah. when we met yeah, yeah. in stuttgart yeah. with uh, when you were speaking to a common friend uh, aleko That's right. Yes, at the yes. bakery, and I was in the yeah. middle of somewhere, and yeah. we said yeah. hi quickly. Yeah. And um, then yeah. I looked I you up. And the, yeah, I think this is the train station. Yeah. The train station. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. Yeah. And um, when I looked you up, because I wanted to see why um, Aleko was so excited to to talk to you and everything, oh, yeah. I I found a video of you singing in the Vatican for the Pope. That's right. Yes. How how did that happen, and how was it for you to basically, I don't know, sing to, for one of for the, the most famous people in the world, basically? Yeah. Um. Well, let me just say, what you saw then was actually my second time at the Vatican. That wasn't even my first time. Really. Really. Yeah. Because. Um, I mean, since, since school, since being in that group, uh, for sure, I had done, started doing a lot more, uh, music. I started doing my, I left the group and I started singing as a, as a soloist. Um, and you know, that came a big surprise for a lot of people, but I said, Hey, I, this is what I was doing before I joined the group. So this is nothing new for me, you know? Um, 
And I, I got into a musical, uh, a West End musical in London. And I did that for mm, probably about probably nearly a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, and even after doing that, I knew, okay, this is not my area of expertise. I really want to be a, uh, a performing artist. That's really where my heart is. So, um, you know, I just focused on that more than anything else. And then, um, yeah, the opportunities came for me to sing in Italy. Um, where I started doing that a lot more often. And, you know, you make good contacts with a lot of people who begin to invite you over more. And then, uh, and then what happened that first time I was still, I was still living in the UK at that time. And then I got a call from a friend who asked me if I'd be interested in being a part of a, a group or choir that was going to Italy to sing at the Vatican uh, with then what was the most popular female uh, female group back then in the mid nineties called Eternal, <clears throat> and um, so I said, yeah, for sure. Uh, so I traveled with some people who I knew, uh, most who I didn't. Um, and then we, we, we were just a small group singing with Eternal. We, we learned the, the two songs that they had to sing. Um, and then, you know, we ended up then singing, a, being a part of this big choir that was going to sing at the end. Uh, and yeah, so... This, this, that particular one was with John Pope, John, John, how can I say it? John Paul, no, Pope John Paul II. That's, that was the first time I, I, I went and that was 96, I think. Uh, and then fast forward to 2013, uh, some people that I already knew in Italy uh, were the, like the stage management for this big event and then they called and asked me if I would be interested in wanting to sing at the Vatican I thought oh yeah <laughs> no I'm good <laughs> yeah, yeah can you imagine that? no 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 it's alright no 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 problem you know but oh yeah I did that man I did that and uh, yeah it was it was incredible absolutely incredible actually now it's just come to I've just come to think about it I can, I'm sure I can find when Eternal was singing for the Pope at the Vatican. And I'm quite sure I'd see myself there as well. So I'm going to go and check that one out, actually. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, but it, it was it was a second time for me. And uh, so it, it wasn't anything new. Uh, that first time I wasn't up front. I was just behind a group. Um, but I ended up directing the choir, this mass choir, and singing Oh Happy Day. So that was cool. <laughs> Um, and, um, yeah, but this time I was, I was up front, front, up front and center. Um, and, uh, so yeah, it was a lovely, lovely experience. And I was singing, uh, the song, um, Blowing in the Wind by Bob Dylan. Uh, so that was a, so it was a wonderful experience for me. Quite, quite unusual uh, artist to sing for the Pope because the Pope yeah. Dylan wasn't necessarily hardcore Catholic, at least from from what no. I recall. <laughs> no, 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 no. He was most definitely a believer, but but um, yeah, he certainly was not a Catholic. But uh, yeah, it was actually the 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 circumstances as to me being at the event is that 
I think it was a few weeks previous to that. I sang in Torino mm-hmm. um, at another fairly big event, which was attended by by you know Catholic dignitaries, um, and I was informed by the same stage management. They said, "Hey, man, they really enjoyed what you did, and you know, they, they were really talking about you." And I, oh, okay. Um, and then that's then they mentioned my name again, you know, to sing at at the Vatican for this bigger event, and so that was how I ended up <laughs> being at the Vatican the second time. So, yeah, it, it was. I, I have to. I have to say, it was an absolutely fabulous time. Um, it was one. It was very special, very, very, very special. Did you get to meet the Pope, or was it more like you, you drew act and uh, that's about it? Oh no, 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 no! We all got to meet him. We all got to meet him. Every performer um, after the event, we would go around the back. We were all lined up. <laughs> all lined up waiting and I'm like thinking what am I doing what am I doing uh, but I now remember it was the same the last time as well with, with uh, Pope John Paul II that we, mm. we all lined up and he just came and he greeted us all you know uh, but this was the same with, with um, Pope Francesco as well so yeah it was wonderful How how was was it for you to to meet the Pope? Like not many get not many people get the experience of that, and mm. I only can imagine that this guy is like super busy. Yes, yes. Um, I mean, I mean the, the the extent of the the it's it was literally a meet and greet, yeah. and that was it. Move on. Yeah. Shake yeah. the hand, uh, kiss the baby. <laughs> definitely, definitely straight the hand. But what, what was so funny was when, you know, uh, when I was introduced, oh, Junior Robinson. And then he said, oh, grande voce, grande voce. <laughs> I thought, oh, grazie, grazie. You should, yeah. you should do that on your next uh, tour. Adv- advertisement yeah. great voice the pope <laughs> five stars <laughs> yes indeed you can't get you sometimes in one sense you can't get better than that can you really it's uh you know to get a good recommendation like that from someone that uh, you can't go you can't go wrong so yeah yeah but it was it was a great time an absolute great time Yeah, I, I can imagine. So fast forward to May, late May 2020. Mm-hmm. Yep. How is it to live like an artist for you? And what what are you doing right. day in, day out right now when you're unable yeah. to tour at this point? Yeah, well, um, I am most definitely trying to keep as occupied as possible. Um Uh, I'm not even sure whether you've, I mean, I've done some streams, some live streaming, just me, uh, uh, doing some singing, uh, and, you know, using some backing tracks and just singing some songs and all of that kind of stuff. Um, which, you know, it was, it was nice to see how, how people responded to that. It was really good. Um, and, uh you know and and then i've i've done a couple of 
streams with uh, some online church services uh, where they invite me to come on and just do some special singing, which would be at the end of the uh, of the service. And, you know, so that's that's basically what's been happening. I, I recently um, and I don't even know if you've seen this yet, but I've recently did a uh, you could say a COVID lockdown music video. I saw it. Um, it was super entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, it was so funny. It was so, so, so funny. I mean, uh, I found out that I have a, um, I mean, I have a big family. I'm from a big family. So, and, and I mean, cousins, this, you know, second, third cousins, they, they're all family. They're, they're all family to us. So, um, I joined this, um, I was added to this uh, WhatsApp group called UK Cousins. And, you know, I knew most of them on there. And then one guy writes and I'm, oh, which, which guy is this? Which Daniel is this? And so he posts a link to a music video, uh, not even a music, yeah, a music video, actually. Um, so I'm like, he what was this he did this so I have to get in contact with him I'm saying so I, I, are you a producer and he says yeah 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 he says uh, this is my own production blah 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 I thought man can I call you and so when well, we connected and we spoke and I'm trying to figure out you know which side of the family he's from and um, and then I said to him hey look I'm a I'm a I'm a singer uh, would you be interested or would you have any tunes where you need some vocals? And he says, oh, all right. Well, he says, most of the music that we do is more instrumental sometimes. And we might get in a rapper or we might get in someone to come and do some little stuff, but it's kind of mainly music. And I thought, okay. I said, well, yeah, whatever. However, you know, but if you, he says, but you're free, you're free to go and do something. And if you feel that there's something that catches your interest, um, and so, you know, we, we left it like that. And then must have been about a week and a half, two weeks later, he's, he sent me this music. Uh, and he says, okay, knock yourself out and see what you can do with this. And whatever you do, just do a video of it and then send it back. So I thought, okay. So there I am out walking my neighbor's dog and listening to the music and... And I'm like thinking, okay, what do I sing about? And I'm like, okay, well, I can always sing about this situation. Um, so I put a few words together, got the melody, I get back home, I, I record it, and I'm thinking, okay, this is kind of cool now. Um, then I thought, you know what, let me do a music video too. Yeah, so I don't just want to put a phone up in my face. So I'm like thinking, ah, let me, let me use my iMac and, you know, then I get my wife to film a few clips of me doing some craziness and, <laughs> and I just, uh, you know, first time I ever used it, but I went onto this, uh, iMovie program on the, on the computer and I managed to piece this thing together and voila. And so, yeah, now I've used, I've released that now on, on, uh, via YouTube and obviously on Facebook as well. Um, just, you know, and it's just cool just to see what will happen and, you know, uh, hopefully, you know, people will enjoy it once they hear it. So, 
So yeah, so it's good. So it's good. So actually, I have to say that this was my impetus to do more of that. Um, and that's basically what I'm in the process of doing right now, where I'm, you know, talking to different people, different friends, and looking to see how we can collaborate, how we can just put something together like this, and, you know, do a little video and, um, and then, yeah, and then release it. So I'm in the process of doing two of those right now. Mm -hmm. Um, so one now I'm just waiting for, uh, other people to do their part and then, you know, and then there's another one where I'm, I'm back and forth with a pianist, uh, in Italy. And, um, then I've got some of my friends to, to drop down, uh, some drums and some bass on, on the song. And then, then I'll just, we'll, we'll just put it out there with the video and stuff. So yeah, I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be very good. Yeah. It's, it's for me, it's, uh, great to see how, you know, we, to some extent, I mean, right now, um, and recording date is 22nd of May. Um, mm. most of the restrictions basically are non-existent anymore. Right. Um, which doesn't mean you shouldn't be cautious and mindful of right. the ones that we need to protect, but, um, somehow travel is still limited Yeah, and we're still somewhat apart. And even if that's the reality, you still end up being closer. Like, as you said, you're reaching out to that Italian artist. Mm. Um, you know, we never really took the time to have a conversation, um, in the past couple of right. years, really. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. somehow after all of this, yeah, this, this confusion about what do we do with the rest of a year and mm -hmm. It's, I think, rather unlikely that um, there will be any kind of massive music events. Um, yeah, at least the time, not within yeah. the next couple of weeks. <laughs> right, that's for sure. That's um, for sure. Um, still, you, you managed to uh, take another challenge and provide content for those that you know are following you or would like to see you on a concert and um maybe I'll even um yeah i mean a lot of people do live streaming and yeah. i'm when it comes to music i'm not too much a fan of it because yeah. it's not most of the time it's not properly mic'd up right um, right and if if the situation this year taught me one thing is how many people hate good audio <laughs> watching the news listening to um podcasts i'm not saying this podcast sounds better than any any other but at least i try <laughs> yeah <laughs> at least i yep. try my best to make it sound great yeah 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 and most definitely when when it comes to music i just i don't know there's nothing like going to a venue that has great mm. acoustics right. that um, you might not even need a whole bunch of microphones to hear the performer do their thing. Like I remember when my wife and I, I think it was late November, um, we went to Hannover to listen to Chili Gonzalez. Right. Um, I don't know if you, if, if you know that guy is a pianist, uh, writer, classical mm -hmm. music composer and rapper. 
Okay. Oh, wow. No. Um, from, from, yeah, this dude is absolutely great. Um, and wow. I've listened to his music for many, many years over Spotify and, you know, like even yeah. back on the days where, where you were buying music on iTunes. And yeah. I always liked this stuff. It always sounded great, but mm -hmm. there's nothing beats a live performance of an yeah. artist, of a musician, because that shows yeah. how good they really are or how not they really are. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. That's that for me, you know, this is the sad thing about, you know, the music of today um, or the era of music of today's music is that, you know, it, it, it comes across as it being less and less real or live. Yeah. Everything is sampled, um, you know, and, 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 and I'm not, I'm not belittling anyone's creativity, but especially when you realize that, you know, there are instruments out there that can be played with your fingers. These instruments that can be played with your hands. Yeah. Um, and, you know, whether it's you hitting it or whether it's you, you know, picking it or whatever it's, you know, there's instruments out there that, that need to be heard, you know? Um, and then when they're played and played skillfully, yeah, you, you know, you see that, literally being done by someone's hands it's like there's there's no beating that and and the same goes with someone who's singing you know when you actually see them standing in front of you with the mic or without the mic and you just hear their their, their vocals and you see the range of their vocals and you, and you see how how they are communicating you know what it is they're expressing to to like the audience that's right in front of them. I, you you can't beat that, man. You really can't beat that. And you know now we have to contest with uh, having to deal with you know uh, music that's that people sometimes mime to, or even if they, even if they don't do anything, you know it, it's it's already there. It's already been sampled on the track and. You know, and all they're doing is just standing there, raising their hand, putting their hands up in the air and, you know, <laughs> well, trying I to get think, people to. I think yeah. they're, uh, you know, it's, it's a different, definitely a different, let's say a different approach to music. Mm. Um, in last week's episode, I spoke with uh, Louis LaRoche, a British house electronic uh, music right. artist, and mm -hmm. I've been a fan of the genre that he's doing and his music yeah. for many, many years. And mm. I think it takes, you know, it is more, um, it's, it's just a different approach to music. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but even, um, he said in, in this episode that, you know, it, it, it somehow is the feeling that people don't really pay attention to how they consume their music anymore. Right. Like we listen to them on our AirPods. We listen to them on Bluetooth speakers, um, which mm -hmm. most of them are mono. Right. Um, <laughs> which limits the, the music experience tremendously. If, if the, you know, if someone put 
effort into recording and mastering and mixing a lot. Right. And um, we stream all of our music uh, with sometimes really low quality MP3 um, mm. compressed audio. Yeah. And since basically for me, since Spotify came around and music was an all you can eat buffet, mm. my, my attention to it dropped tremendously. And right. just very, very recently, I figured out that something is missing in my life and that is listening to music. So, you know, I got myself a nice little hi-fi setup in my, yep. in my, in my home studio, just to be able yep. to listen to music in the way it was made. Mm -hmm. And yep. it's such a different game. And I think that that is also to, to a way to, um, describe, um, your style of music versus yep. electronic music. You need to hear it in the setting. It was made to be listened in. Right. And then probably you understand it also goes with rock music. You know, you can't really listen to rock music on a little, I don't know, no, a little uh, Alexa no. speaker or something, you know. No, no, no. <laughs> you you, you, you got to get that full experience of, you know, those massive speakers, uh, front of house speakers and, you know, right. You, you, you got to be right there just, just hearing that sound. I, and, you know, it's how I feel with all forms of music, though. Yeah. And, and even if it was classical music, it's it's how I would feel. It's like, oh, yeah, it's it's. It, there's no, you can't beat being there, you know, um, you're hearing it right at the source and, and, and that's wonderful for sure. If it's recorded and you know, then great, you know, you can still have a good listen, but, but nothing beats being at the, being right there watching and, and experiencing, you know, all these musicians just working together and collaborating in such a wonderful way where they, they're able to just come out with sweet music, you know? Yeah. Um, and sometimes for, for me, I remember when I started to listen to my all time favorite band, um, Daft Punk, Mm. It it totally didn't compute in my brain how only two people were able to create that that sound and that quality yeah. of music. Like yeah. there's something beyond words that happens when people come together and say, "Let's do music." Mm. Um, yep. That is totally fascinating. A uh, dear dear friend of mine from my home state, uh, Daniel. He uh, for many years he had a rock band called supervisor and they were like basically making music during their teenage years and they just started to um you know bring out a new ep mm -hmm. and you know fast forward many years they you know are no longer teenagers they are fathers you know they're grown-ups mm -hmm. but i think what's more rock and roll than a bunch of people coming together and saying hey remember the thing that we did back then making music let's do it again and let's just do it for enjoying enjoying that mm -hmm. and and uh having fun with it yeah 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 that's it that's it in a nutshell man that is it in a nutshell and you know you 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 come across any music, any music, musicians who, you know, uh, when they just come together and it's okay, you know, we're not doing anything fancy, but you know, let's just have a good time just jamming and, 
uh, and just allowing for the instruments to talk, you know, um, that's, it's, it's wonderful. Talking of which I was actually at one, um, just the other day, um, the, just yesterday, actually last night, um, we, I was, uh, there's like a cafe here that's cause we, we're at a place now where restaurants are beginning to open. And, uh, so it's really great for us. Um, and a little cafe where they play jazz music. Mm-hmm. Um, they, you know, and they call it jazz jam. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they just they had a really good number of people. They asked me if I could come along and maybe sing a couple of songs, which I did. Um, so it was just a nice, a really nice, as they say in Danish, kind of experience, you know, nice, cozy experience. So yeah, yeah. Um, it was nice. It was really cool. Really, really, really cool. Mm. But you can't beat it. You can't. It's wonderful. Yeah. And I think once everything life goes back to normal and we are able, able to go to, concerts festivals uh jam sessions uh wh- whatever mm-hmm. i think we will appreciate that, oh. that human element of of music much much more yes because we we didn't have access to that for way too long you're and right i definitely um hope that you come to berlin at some point yeah, I do intend to, man. You know, there's an event that happens in Berlin. Urban, urban, is it urban basement? Urban base, something like this. It's, uh, the, the initiator is a, an American guy who's a pianist and he's, he's living over there and he's kind of, he kind of orchestrates this, but it's called urban urban basement or something like this. And so it's always been my plan to come in, to come there and to, to perform there. So I'll definitely let you know when I am, when I'm coming. Yeah. That, that would be fantastic. And I can't wait to see more of your new creative, uh, ventures to hear, yes. uh, a few, few more songs. I've been following what you do for quite some time and it's, always always a quality time to listen to oh, singing you. and i wish you all the best for especially like hanging in there and probably mm. you know in the creative process to really uh figure out yeah. what's what's next for you and how you can develop right. this because um i think most people yeah. have no idea including me that uh what mm. gospel music and this power um mm. you know can do or like how it feels to to get the true experience and last time i've listened to gospel was probably some some time when i was a kid and you know they were playing playing some gospel music at the local church or something like that i I vaguely remember but i think yeah um what we can learn from this music is today more relevant than it probably was in a very long time and i hope that um yeah uh, a lot of people take a listen to it uh, and if it's just like for a couple of minutes to mm-hmm. enrich in their their 
musical uh, range and yeah. what we consume. Right. Yeah. Yes, most definitely. Um, especially when they realize that there's, you know, in terms of style, this it's such a wide range. Um, and uh, I think that that would be awesome for them to to experience that. You know, um, that it's not that not just the one thing that they think, but there's actually much more to it. So that's that's how that's really what I want. That's my desire for people just to to be able to hear that. So so that's cool. Yeah, but it will happen. It will happen. How can people find your work online? How what should they type into look you up? Um, well, they can, um, they can definitely go, uh, and just type in J N R Robinson, the initials J N R, um, and then, um, they can go onto my, um, uh, Facebook page. Um, which is also uh, JNR Robinson Band. Yeah, that's where they can find me. Um, or they can find me on uh, YouTube. Uh, again, the same thing, JNR. Um, JNR Robinson, sorry. And um, yeah, so that's basically where they will see most of my stuff. And in fact, they can also find me, uh, they can find my... Um, Uh, website which is um, jnrrobinson.com Awesome. I will I will make sure everything is linked to the show notes. So in this episode in the description you will find all of the links um, yeah. to make sure you can connect to the magnificent oh, did I butcher that word? Yeah, you did. You did. You did. <laughs> Magnificent. Exactly. Mr. Robinson, thank you so much for, for uh, coming on the show. I, Hi, you're welcome. Um, it was a privilege to talk with you about gospel music and how your, where your journey went. And yeah. I hope you're to welcome. talk to you soon. <laughs> Yes, I hope so too. I hope so too. I will make sure, I will, I will send you those links as well. So no problem, okay? Um, just to make sure that you, you have them all. Um, I'll send them to you as well. Fantastic. Okay. Thank you so much and all have right, a man. wonderful day. Thank you so much. Same to you as well, bro. Take care. Bye. Joy and peace.
Just love. 